It is Wednesday, October 7th, 2015, and you are listening to Driving Home with Reverend Kyle. Hello, I'm your host, Reverend Kyle. I've just left the office at Studio 216, located in beautiful downtown Seattle, Washington, and I am heading east on Interstate 90. And this is the podcast where I bring you as much VR news as I possibly can all during my journey home. And don't worry, folks, I am being safe. I have my hands-free headset on, hooked up to my Galaxy Note 4, which is my uh, production uh, device of choice for this podcast. And uh, yeah, as much as I'd like to admit it, I do not have a full production studio and uh, people in the trunk of my car uh, putting this all together. I'm doing this solo, so hopefully you guys appreciate this. So let's get into the news for today. Uh, The first thing on my little post-it note here attached to my dashboard is about Frontier Development's game. It is a space simulator, space shooter. Get your HOTAS ready because we're going to talk about Elite Dangerous. Yes, that's right, Elite Dangerous, which I know many of you are already uh, crazily addicted to. Turns out they are going to have HTC Vive support. That's cool. That's very cool. But what about Oculus support? According to the news that I read today, as of Oculus's SDK version 0.7, Elite Dangerous can't handle it. For some reason, there's something in this new SDK from Oculus that is breaking Elite Dangerous. So if you are a player of this game, you do not want to update your runtimes. You do not want to update because you need to stick with five or point, 0.5 or 0.6 in order to run Elite Dangerous. Now, what does this mean? What does this mean? We know that Oculus is in a mad scramble to get us to version 1.0 of their runtime in their SDK. And that's all well and good. But in the meantime, all of these iterations mean that all of these major titles need to update their software to be compatible. And while this is a major pain in the keister for developers, it's a necessary evil in order to maintain your presence in the community while we wait for this coveted 1.0 release. Now, when will that come out? Will it be out by Christmas? Will it be out? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be out before the end of Q1 2016, because that's when the Oculus Rift official consumer release model will hit the shelves or the uh, electronic ordering pages. So what does this mean for Elite Dangerous? Well, it means that those of you who are fanatical about this game, you don't update. Or it means that you do update and you revert back each time you want to play this game versus other games that are supporting the 0.7 SDK. What a pain in the butt. But guess what? Nothing you can do about it. And and remember, we're still in the Innovator Edition and we're still in the Development Kit phase which means that we are going to have to deal with some of this nonsense, at least for a little tiny bit longer. But we're getting close, folks. We're getting close. Very soon, we will be able to just have one runtime to rule them all and not have to worry about this sort of thing. Now, some people are questioning, does this mean that Elite Dangerous isn't going to continue support for Oculus? Does that mean that this might end up being an HTC exclusive? Some people are thinking so. Other people are saying not so much. Uh, We'll have to wait and see what the official response from Frontier Developments is. Are they going to maintain their presence with Oculus Rift? 
and with HTC Vive? Only time will tell, folks. Only time will tell. Let's move on. So, a company, a, a film production company called, called Uncorporeal, hopefully I'm saying that right, has come out of quote-unquote stealth mode and has announced that they are working on a VR film. Now, we've seen other VR films come out. And what makes this one so different? Well, it's using light field cameras, which is very cool. And for those of you who don't know what light fields are, I'm not going to try to explain it to you here. Google Google it, figure out what light fields are. But basically, it means that a huge array of cameras are going to capture the light from all different angles in a scene, giving you the ability to, quite frankly, move around somewhat uh, inside of a VR film. And so what this means is you're not stuck. You're not stuck at one vantage point, one camera point, and able to just look around. It will take advantage of positional tracking. It will take advantage of movement. And that is something that VR cinema desperately will need in the future. Now, how does it look? Uh, I took uh, some time and watched a little uh, sizzle reel from Uncorporeal and watched a few minutes of their footage. Looks pretty damn good. Looks pretty damn good. Uh, They had some pictures there uh, about they have a a 16-camera array uh, currently for their light field camera, but they can scale it up to 200, which means a lot of detail. It also means a heck of a lot of data. Uh, Light fields having capturing so much data, it takes a lot to process. And what are they doing with all this data? They're dumping it into Unity. So they're dumping it into Unity. So you have this cool hybrid uh, possibility of real actors filmed with these light field cameras on green screen and then dumped into virtual environments or real environments if they choose to record those with the same camera setup. Either way, it's something that is desperately needed. And hopefully, hopefully the folks that are working on this uh, do it right. If they do it right, it could be that answer, that answer that we're looking for. Did they solve the problem of VR filmmaking? We don't know. Again, only time will tell. Let's wait until we can actually get this in front of our faces and try it for ourselves. But I, for one, am looking forward to it. I think that light field technology is definitely going to be a big player in the future of VR filmmaking uh, and, and who knows what else. So something that you want to keep on your radar, uncorporeal. Okay, what is next? Ah, this truck just cut me off. Hey, man, learn how to drive. Jeez. Sorry you had to hear that, folks. All right, what else is on the news? Uh, Recent development, it looks like I will be attending an event held in San Jose at the Computer History Museum in, uh, actually in Mountain View, uh, on October 20th, 2015, I will be attending VR Launchpad. And so VR Launchpad is being uh, held, and uh, it's done by the uh, group, the SVVR group, who also does their wonderful uh, expo every year. And also they're teaming up with uh, Road to VR. So a good, uh, good group of people to be presenting. And uh, it looks like what this VR Launchpad is going to be, it's going to be a whole full day of uh, sort of an expo. We're going to have, as the website says, innovators, investors, and uh, thought leaders. And we're going to have P 
pitches, networking, and demos. So it looks like it's going to be a great opportunity to get a bunch of uh, VR heads together and have them all hobnob and talk and uh, you know plan out the future of the metaverse. Also, it's going to give people an opportunity to uh, hawk their wares, pitch their uh, ideas and concepts, and talk to investors and get that desperately needed money to get them uh, off and running. So I'm looking forward to uh, attending and seeing all of my uh, Silicon Valley VR buddies. So if you're going to be at that event, be sure to come find me. I'll uh, I'll be floating around and probably trying to do some, uh, I don't know, interviews, periscopes, uh, podcasting. Who knows what I'll be doing, but I'll be there all day and uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. So uh, I believe that that is going to wrap it up for the news that I have for you today. Uh, traffic is a little heavy, so I'm probably going to have to focus my concentration on the road here going forward. Uh, I do want to remind you of a few things here. Uh, number one, if you want to get in touch with me, let me know how I'm doing or give me some words of wisdom or comments or regurgitations about this or any other content I have produced. Feel free to reach out to me on Twitter at Reverend KJR, or you can reach out to me just by email, uh, Reverend KJR at gmail.com. And uh, I also want to uh, shamelessly plug my Patreon page if you would like to uh, if you would like this type of quality programming to continue, we need your support. <laughs> Sound like PBS. Uh, yeah, go to patreon.com, search for Reverend Kyle, and throw a buck or two my way. Uh, I really appreciate it if you do. I have uh, several tiers of, uh, of uh, rewards for uh, helping me out. And I actually just recently, as of this morning, sent out my first uh, uh Patreon blog email. So those of you who sponsor me at the $5 a month level, get a special rant and rave email from me once a month, letting you know, uh, I don't know, a little bit more inside the psyche of Reverend Kyle and what he thinks about things. And I promise that'll be the last time I refer to myself in the third person. Reverend Kyle doesn't like it when Reverend Kyle does that. All right, folks, I am pulling off the highway and I am heading home. Everyone drive safely. And thanks for listening.